Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. President Biden moves up the timelines on his vaccine goals. We'll discuss that, plus a new ruling in the Senate that could pave the way for Biden's legislative agenda. And finally, the culture war within the Republican Party. President Biden announced today that 150 million shots of the COVID-19 vaccine have been administered and he would be moving up the timeline for which all adult Americans will be eligible for their COVID vaccine. My message today is a simple one. Many states have already opened up to all adults. But beginning April 19th, every adult in every state, every adult in this country is eligible to get in line to get a COVID vaccination. That new April 19th goal is nearly two weeks earlier than the administration had initially targeted, which was May 1st, to have every adult American eligible to sign up for the vaccine. Now, this is different than getting the vaccine. This is about getting in line to get the vaccine. Many states had various groups of populations that were allowed to be eligible for the vaccine earlier before opening it up to everyone. What President Biden is making clear today, that across the country, no matter what state you live in, every single adult American will be eligible to sign up for a COVID-19 vaccine by April 19th. That's less than two weeks away, folks. This is progress, clear and simple. Nearly 20% of the U.S. population has been totally vaccinated, and this is accelerating. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said today we're averaging 3 million shots a day at this point. And COVID coordinator Jeff Zients said in a call with the nation's governors today that 28 million doses will be being shipped out this week. And remember, Joe Biden's initial goal was to have 100 million shots in arms by the end of his first 100 days. They're now over 150 million shots in arms, and they are making progress toward his new goal of 200 million shots in arms by the end of his first 100 days at the end of this month. In addition to getting Americans vaccinated, which is priority number one for the Biden administration, the president also has to navigate vaccine diplomacy. On Monday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced a new position for Gail Smith, former director of the U.S. Agency for International Development, to coordinate the international response to the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, nations around the world are clamoring for access to vaccines, and Biden has been unwilling at this point to engage in that kind of American response to the world robustly until The American vaccination program had been up and running. The White House made very clear his priority was to get everyone in America vaccinated, but that he would clearly turn his attention to helping the world do so as well. And that's what's happening with this appointment of Gail Smith. Remember, China and Russia are already out there helping countries receive vaccines. So Biden is aware and wary of allowing those two rivals and competitors on the world stage in getting a foothold 
in relationships with a lot of countries around the world for being sort of the great vaccine distributors without America playing a role in that as well. Now, here's what else matters today. A huge critical ruling coming out of the United States Senate that can really pave the path now to Joe Biden getting some of his big ticket legislative items through the Congress and to his desk for his signature. Apparently, according to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office and their reading of this ruling from the Senate parliamentarian, the Democrats are going to be able to use, it seems, the budget reconciliation rules, those rules that allowed them to get the COVID relief package through the Congress with just Democratic votes. They're going to be able to use that same kind of vehicle for the infrastructure package. This is a big deal because Republicans have basically put up a wall of opposition to President Biden's $2.5 trillion infrastructure package. And remember, this is just the first of two infrastructure packages the president plans to release. Without any Republican support, Democrats were seeking a way to get these pieces of legislation through the Congress with only Democratic votes. And the only way to do that in the United States Senate to get around the filibuster that requires 60 votes for legislation to pass is to use these budget reconciliation rules. And this is a pretty big ruling because this holds the key to Biden getting some of his core campaign promises into law. But by no means does the fact that they got a favorable ruling, or at least that's their interpretation, from the Senate parliamentarian mean that they have the votes to pass the bills. Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, just said yesterday he's opposed to raising the corporate tax rate all the way up to 28 percent, as Joe Biden has proposed. And he says there's a lot of changing to this infrastructure package that needs to occur to get his support. Kirsten Sinema, the Democratic senator from Arizona, is not all that interested in seeing rules changes. This is part of the pressure from the progressive wing of the party to get rid of the filibuster. She is again asserting the need to build consensus, to try and reach across the aisle. Manchin has said something similar. He doesn't want to do a Democratic-only approach on infrastructure until the Democrats have exhausted every avenue of trying to bring some Republicans on board. But what the ruling by the Senate parliamentarian allows is that if indeed not a single Republican gets on board, they actually have a potential path to passage. What is critical to that is making sure they have 100 percent unanimity among Democrats. So watch how Joe Manchin's every word is going to be assessed in this Biden White House to figure out how to make sure to keep him on board to pass the infrastructure package. And by the way, in the House, the margins aren't that much greater for Speaker Nancy Pelosi. In fact, the unfortunate death of Representative Alcee Hastings today in Florida means she has one less Democrat in her majority. So she can't afford to lose more than three Democratic votes in the House to get infrastructure through. These are very narrow majorities with a very big ticket item that Biden is looking to sign into law. And finally, yesterday, Governor Hutchinson of Arkansas, Republican governor, vetoed an anti-transgender health care bill that would have prohibited physicians in the state from providing gender-affirming procedures for trans people under the age of 18. The backlash from social conservatives has been Fierce, And this is now adding to this growing culture war that we're seeing, not 
Democrats versus Republicans, but a culture war inside the Republican coalition. Here's Asa Hutchinson on his veto. I have on my desk another bill passed by the General Assembly that is a product of the cultural war in America. The most recent action of the General Assembly, while well-intended, is off course, and I must veto House Bill 1570. Governor Hutchinson did note, however, that the Republican-controlled assembly is likely going to override his veto. It certainly has the votes to do so. This is just the latest episode in this culture war, though. We saw in South Dakota, Republican Governor Kristi Noem. She banned transgender girls and women from competing in women's sports at public high schools and colleges. But that came after she had killed legislation making its way through the South Dakota legislature that sought to accomplish some of the same goals. There are anti-trans bills making their way through legislatures in many states, and they primarily either deal with trans girls and playing in female sports, or they deal with health care, as we saw with Governor Hutchinson in Arkansas. Keep your eyes on this space. Right now, there seems to be a little bit of a rift inside the Republican coalition. And social conservatives have made this their number one goal across all of these state legislatures right now. And so if you're a Republican governor and you are perhaps eyeing future political office, you are going to be wary of this ire of social conservatives. And yet you don't want to be signing into law something that you think is either unconstitutional or is simply wrong and doesn't represent the best values of your state. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.